Welcome back. It's the Razball Fantasy Football Podcast, bringing the band back together. I am Donkey Teeth, joined by B-Don. Man, it has been a long time since we've done a show, hasn't it, B-Don? It has. Uh, I'm doing the baseball show with Gray, and so, you know, the usual times that we might come back together and talk, it's just been filled with baseball, and uh, I know you've been doing some things on your own as well, and the the football side so it just hasn't hasn't lined up i know we said like a month ago we needed to do a show so at least we we finally got into it i mean it's it feels like the scott fishball which is started on monday is like the official kickoff of like draft season at least for the the crazy ones of us and so like i feel like right now is the time to, a good time to get get going yeah, I agree that like once that fishbowl draft starts, the juices get pumping. We did a couple of uh, dynasty rookie drafts with the industry leagues that we created a couple of years ago uh, over the past month or so. So we we have gotten a l- little bit of a, a taste of football with those. And obviously, you know, the diehards get into it with the uh, NFL draft and, and all that. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking quarterback rankings on this show. I just posted mine up on the site. I know you got some done. So we're going to do a, a kind of quick comparison of our quarterback rankings you got a hard out here at about 30 minutes so um you know normally we say we're going to record for like 30 minutes and then we go for an hour and a half this time we're actually we're gonna have to do it because you got work to do. we're gonna see this is gonna be interesting we've never been good at quick quick podcasts that's that's not really our thing but well, let's well yeah I, I don't know how long do your shows with gray typically go three hours uh at least an hour like an hour is guaranteed and that's on a light day I think the top 100 podcast we just did was like an hour and 35 or an hour 40. Uh, so yeah, that, it, it can go on. Nice. Well, we so we've got uh, quarterbacks. So this is not like I'm sure running backs and wide receivers will have a tougher time keeping it short. But you know, quarterbacks. There's not a ton to discuss. I posted my rankings up there and kind of uh, gave my elevator pitch for why I think quarterback rankings are really difficult. They're so league specific. Uh, format specific, the size of your league, the players in your league, the the rules as far as like how many pickups you get, how much uh, waiver budget you get, all that kind of stuff really does play into the value of quarterback in a league, right? Yeah, definitely in the overall and even within the, the position, like whether you rank, and this goes to what we're about to do, like are you ranking for a four point per throwing touchdown or are you ranking for a six point per throwing touchdown? Are there any bonuses? Are we ranking like crazy Scott Fishbowl scoring? Like, like you said, it can be all over the place. Um, I, I like to think our, our, our Razbowl, you know, shout out. We both got Razbowl shirts on today. Uh, you know, I like to think our scoring is a little bit more standard as it goes. Um, and so I'm, I typically rank based on the six point per passing. I feel like that's how I set up my leagues, although I don't think that's the prevailing one anymore. Yeah, I think I think it skews at least slightly to four point passing touchdown. But yeah, exactly what we're talking about. It's really hard to to generalize on these rankings. And then I think probably the biggest factor in drafting quarterbacks and like figuring out the right strategy for your league is what platform you're on, because like ADP anchors fantasy football players so much. And if you get into Yahoo and they're like highest average draft position for a quarterback is not until like the end of the third round that is way different than if you're going on to like some of these sharp like ffpc and nffc sites and there's quarterbacks going in like the second round you know is you you can wait a little bit longer in those types of casual leagues 
Yeah, it definitely depends on the league and the, the people in it. You know, I think the biggest is just one quarterback versus two quarterback. Obviously, that just changes the value so much if you're using any super flex or two quarterback league. Like all of a sudden, you know, the quarterbacks are, are gone a lot quicker. You have to make sure you get a starting one or kind of take your take your chances if it's a super flex league. It's uh it's it's different position than it used to be. I mean, they used to, for the longest time it was everybody just waited. And uh, it, it's no longer that way. Well, I, I think that it, it feels to me like there was like a uh, shifting tide maybe around uh, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Like it, it suddenly became where like these quarterbacks are sco- scoring so many points relative to the rest of them where there's a huge advantage to having the top ones. Whereas like for the longest time, it was like, uh, you know, there's a slight advantage, but every, all of them are scoring a ton of points. So like, who really cares if you got the 12th best or the third best, right? Yeah. And it, when it comes to building a roster, if you're in a, the deeper the, you go in a league, like if you're 12, you get, you, you probably have one position that you're not going to be particularly great at, like a lead at, if you go into like 14, 16, et cetera, team leagues, then there's there's more positions. So you just have to know which positions you're okay taking that hit on. Quarterback, I mean, as you mentioned, per game, it can be significant. If we're just looking at last year, you know, the top quarterbacks were 23, 24, 25 points per game. The average was around 16, I would say, for starters. So right there, you're looking at, a touchdown and 20 yards from every other type of player. I mean, that's significant. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of add on to this before we dive into our actual rankings and hit on a few of the uh, bigger discrepancies between them. Like if you've got a, a standard home league, right? It's like you're starting one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, maybe a flex, a tight end, defense and kicker. Like there's not a lot of room to hide warts if you've got a a weak quarterback because everybody's scoring a ton of points every week. If you've got this like massive Scott Fishbowl type roster where you're starting, let's say you got one quarterback or two quarterbacks and three running backs and three receivers and a couple flexes and two tight ends, like the quarterback scoring is not as important. Like if you have a a 14 point week from your quarterback, but everybody else goes off, like you can kind of hide those warts. So I think that's another another uh, factor that kind of plays into what we're saying. Like, it's not all equal. Like, if you're in a shallow league, it really does pay off having the top quarterback because everybody's scoring a ton of points, so the the margin is very slim, right? It is. And I will say, like, the top area tends to be very predictable. But kind of after that, after, like, one through three, and even last year, it was like one and two was predictable. And then after that, you know, it just kind of – went all over the place, but like there are quarterbacks that will kind of move up and down within that non-elite tier that you can get at a value. And so I think that's what still prevails, at least in my thinking, if I miss out on that top tier, it's okay because this year it might be Trevor Lawrence who's still, you know, he's getting drafted like, like he's already made the jump. And I, you know, I, I, there's plenty of reason for that. We'll get into him probably here a little great bit. Great hair. Great hair. Right. Like uh, Jared Goff last year. Maybe he takes another step. I don't necessarily see that. Herbert's going into value, I think, this year. Um, I mean, if you told me Rodgers ends up being a top five quarterback again, is anybody surprised by that? Not really. If Russ is just like old Russ again magically, then he's, he's all of a sudden like 
jumped up a tier or two from where he's being drafted, maybe like three from where he's being drafted. So there's, there's ways of going about it. You know, Dax had a number one season, so that's not out of the realm of, of possibility as much as I like to say it is. Um, so, th- I mean, there's just guys that can jump up. So that's the, that's the like benefit of waiting at quarterback is you can do that. Plus you can play matchups at that point and still kind of finagle your way to maybe an 18 or a 19 average where you kind of avoid the really bad matchups that, that nobody does well in. Yeah. As long as you're, you know, hit the mark on all your other picks and you have, you know, these elite running backs. Yeah. And wide I mean, well, that goes, work, that right? goes the same with any pick. With, like, yeah. I guess hit, any strategy. Right? <laughs> yeah. If you any strategy, if you hit your other play, your other positions, you're going to be all right. Right. Uh, so our court, my, my rankings are on the site beat on are yours uh, posted anywhere that people I'm can probably going to post it with this, uh, this audio here. Okay. So yeah, it'll be up there with the audio and then we'll link to that. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we'll put the links to both of those in the description there so you can kind of follow along. But we're we're pretty close together up at the top. We both got Mahomes at number one. You've got Josh Allen uh, along with the consensus at number two. I got Jalen Hurts at number two. I really don't have any issue with that. I feel like that's the top tier and uh, a slight edge to Mahomes for me. But really, I think we're splitting hairs here if we're going to spend too much time arguing these three, right? Right. Mahomes is the most consistent. Just stick him at one. He's going to give you great production. Allen showed some warts last year, but I think especially again in a six point per touchdown, yeah, I think his throwing is much more uh, predictable than necessarily what we're going to get from Hurts. Hurts could potentially take, take a step back, although I don't necessarily expect that either. It just feels like this is the safest order maybe for me going one, two, three. I can definitely see Hurts being two or even one um, without any question. So where we kind of start to diverge here, and this is an interesting conversation, as our listeners know, we're the two biggest Bears fans in the world here. Uh, I've got Justin Fields at number four here. You've got him down at number seven. So obviously I'm pretty bullish on Fields. And, it, you know, it, it, we've gone over this for what, like almost a decade now. Like we don't want to get our hopes up too high for the Bears ever. Uh, but I really, I'm, I'm super optimistic on the Bears offense. The offensive line is slightly <laughs> improved. We've got legitimate weapon with DJ Moore. Loved what I saw from Justin Fields last year. You know how I love mobile quarterbacks. So I'm all in on Justin Fields. I'm okay taking him right after those other three go off the board. If I'm, I'm looking to, you know, swing for the fence with my quarterback. I really think that he could be the number one fantasy quarterback this year. I don't think that that's really an outrageous statement with how he is able to produce on the ground. What's your, uh, do you have skepticism or is it just, you just want to be a little bit more um, reserved? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's you or me building the team, I can definitely see taking the shot at Justin Fields at number four. I I think when I'm making rankings, I'm putting it together as if somebody's stepping on making their team and like has no idea what they're doing. And I feel like just there's, there's a risk here with Justin Fields that you know, we can acknowledge and take it for and then figure something out. Maybe we take like a Kyler later and a one quarterback or a two quarterback. Maybe we have we t- we take our third quarterback a little bit earlier just to make sure we're covered from a health standpoint, from a production standpoint. I get it. I- I'm just uh you know, there's safer quarterbacks. And again, as a Bears fan, it is always when our offense has expectations that we fall and just land straight on our faces. And so there's just there's just that overwhelming desire of a Bears fan to hold off, you know, being too optimistic from me. 
personally, I, I still love him. I, it's, I think you said, as you said, I have him seven. I just can't see taking him as the next quarterback after those those three. I don't feel like he's the safest four. Um, but you're right. The upside's amazing. From week six on last year, he was number three per game and number f- uh, five overall. So, I mean, the numbers are there to, to back you up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to argue taking Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow over him. Uh, but it's personal preference. You know, I like to shoot for the moon and I like those guys that run. So um, I think the next player that we are a little bit further apart on is Deshaun Watson. I'm curious your thoughts here. I mean, they still have one of the best, if not the best offensive line in the league. Amari Cooper looked really good last year without Watson. Now, Elijah Elijah Moore still has a, a lot to, to prove, but we know there's a lot of talent there. So uh, Nick Chubb's still there. I I think a lot of the value that I place on quarterbacks is just, you know, is this a good offense? Are they going to score a lot of points? Because the fantasy points are going to come if you're in a good offense. So I I have Deshaun Watson, where did I have him at? Number eight, I think. And you had him at uh, 11. So only three spots apart. You know, I don't think that we're like really that far apart on any of these quarterbacks, to be honest. But I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Watson. I mean, it's quarterback. You're not going to get like a double digit discrepancy until we get into the non-starters that because we basically don't want. just trying to <laughs> it's just trying to guess like who's getting injured that's what you're doing with the non-starters and how much you value you know Kyler Murray may miss a few games so do you do you bump up somebody in that position or are you like no because it's still Kyler Murray's job you know there's there's ways that you do it after after the starters but yeah there's there's not gonna be a whole lot of discrepancy especially here at the top I mean, my my only thing here is there's quarterbacks that I have ranked over Deshaun Watson, again, that are safer, that I think bring pretty much the same upside as Deshaun Watson. So why why am I taking the risk on a guy who missed a season and a half, two seasons, and then kind of came back last year and didn't look – I mean, he definitely didn't look like he did – the last time we saw him and he looked rusty, nothing looked clean. Really. He's, he's putting up some numbers. I think he was on pace for like 3,100, which is fine. But you know, if he puts up a 3,100 or even like a 3,500 season, that's, that's more like middling QB one or back in QB one QB two area than, than a top quarterback. You know, I, I definitely think the talent is still there. He's not like, 45 years old. I just don't know that uh, I'm willing to put that much emphasis on Deshaun Watson working hard and, and becoming the quarterback he used to be. Yeah. I mean, we know that the talent is there to, to put up a top QB season. Uh, but to your point, like all the rest of these guys that you've got ranked ahead of him do as well. So um, one of those guys that we're going to talk about here is Justin Herbert. You've got him at number six. I got him at number nine. Again, like I, we don't want to like highlight these as like, wow, we're really far apart because obviously Justin Herbert's a really good quarterback. Uh, I've just got him uh, a little bit behind this like Watson tier that I'm in. Uh, lack of uh, rushing production. It's it felt like he took a step back last year to me, but this, the weapons are still there. And and just like I said with um, Watson, like you know, this offense is going to score a lot of points and that's going to, that rising tide uh, raises all ships kind of thing. You know, he's still got Keenan Allen. He's still got Mike Williams, still got Austin Eckler. Uh, so 
I got nothing against Justin Herbert. I just like the other guys a little bit more. Yeah, I would say real quick on Watson, another thing is the offense. It's going to be very rush-oriented if they can be. So that that limits, I think, his upside as well, just in attempts. Uh, moving over to Herbert. I mean, he had 4,700 yards last year in a step-back year. Uh, it was only 25 touchdowns. You give him his average of 30 touchdowns that he's had in his first two years in the league, plus that year. So, you you know, whatever, 30 touchdowns. He's sixth in a four-point per touchdown. He's fifth overall at a six-point per touchdown. All of a sudden, you know, he, he's he's pretty much in that consensus again as a top six, seven guy. If you want to take fields over him, there's definitely more upside there. I think Herbert is safe. You're looking at like, again, 4,725 as a down season for him is a very fine thing to take. I'm not worried about that. I think, if anything, the touchdown numbers are going to come back up. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I guess it's just that, like, I think the argument for Herbert was, like, going into his second full season as a starter, um, you know, we were looking for him to take a step forward and get into that, like, elite group with Mahomes and Josh Allen, and it just it didn't really materialize. That doesn't mean that it can't happen this year, but I, I'm a little bit more reserved on him. I think that I think that he's a very solid QB one. I just I'd be really surprised if he ever did take that. I guess I shouldn't say really surprised. I'd be surprised if he took that step forward this year and ended up in that elite tier. So I'm looking for that home run swing on on my quarterback personally. And I he think put a lot up of these five thousand. <laughs> he put up five thousand yards. Like the only person who does that year in year out is Patrick Mahomes. That's I mean we're talking about a very rarefied era of, of taking a step forward. I think if he just does this 4,700 to 5,000 yards and gives you 30 touchdowns, like he belongs in this discussion is what I'm saying. He belongs in the discussion. It's just that the rushing <laughs> rushing numbers aren't going to be there. And it, it really is difficult to crack that like elite fantasy quarterback tier without scoring some rushing touchdowns and, you know, putting up some, some rushing yardage. So uh, you got to be Patrick Mahomes and throw for 40 touchdowns and, and even even Mahomes is you know kicking in some some rushing yardage and touchdowns. I just don't don't see that from Herbert. So again, I don't think we're that far apart, and we don't need to to kind of dwell on these discrepancies all that much because we're already at eighteen minutes. Beat on you got twelve more minutes before your big meeting. So uh, who's the next player we're going to be talking about here? Dak Prescott. You always hate Dak Prescott. I'm like not a huge fan either. I've got him at ten, which I think is probably right around the consensus. You've got him down at fifteen. Um, what is your big concern about that? I mean, you still got CD lamb, right. And they still got a pretty darn good offensive line. Got Tony Pollard. I know that you like Tony Pollard, right? I do love Tony Pollard. Uh, I just, uh, I, I feel like Dak just continues to decline. I mean, every year feels like we see less and less productivity from him. And I didn't like, I thought his 4,900 yards was, was, was flukish again it's really hard to put up consistent 5,000 yard seasons and so that means he's like a 25 touchdown 3,500 yard quarterback which is perfectly fine there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it doesn't belong like that high up for me um you know guys I have in front of him Daniel Jones he's gonna rush uh Deshaun Watson we already talked about Kirk Cousins is almost guaranteed to do what you like hope Dak Prescott's going to do. Um, Geno Smith, who brings some rushing, plus his weapons. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 
we can we're, I mean, we can just talk about that right now. I mean, he didn't look that bad last year. He looked more like disappointed in everything around him and just being moody Aaron Rodgers, which is, I guess, possible as he, as he moves to the Jets, which don't have a great track record. But, like, I, I feel like if, if we're talking about who can put up an elite type of number, a top five type of number, I I think it's Rodgers before I put my money on Prescott. Yeah, that, that's a pretty bold statement considering the weapons around each of them. I I, I don't know that you're being like, like totally fair to, to Dak, right? He like he broke his leg, right? So he only played five I mean, games in 2020. A- Came back in 2021. He had a great season, you know. Is that what? Go ahead. Sorry. That was your beat on? I mean, well, I was saying he came back and had a great season in, in 2021, and then he was hurting in 2022 again. I mean, I guess if you want to say injury concerns, but like he threw 37 touchdowns and 4,500 yards coming off that, that injured season. Last year, we know he was banged up, but he's still got a great offense and great weapons. I guess the, the concerning numbers to me, well, I guess, would be the 15 interceptions he threw last year if we want to highlight one thing. But, uh, I, yeah, I just don't know that you're being totally fair when you, you say, like, he took another step back because like, he had one bad season to me. Interceptions, completion rate dropped. I mean, I, the, the offensive line is good when healthy, but the last time it was healthy was, like, I don't know, 2019 when he had his massive season. I don't really see that. And the offensive line, even if it stays healthy, isn't even close to that that line. Like the 2019 line was amazing. They're not that line anymore. Um, I, I expect yeah. them to run more with the, with the change in offensive coordinator as well. That's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty well documented as, as, as far as, you know, offensive coordinators go. So I, I just don't see... I don't know. I it's not my thing. I'm not a Dak guy. We I think anybody you've who's always had a you've always listened, been anti Dak. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's 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 fine. Even in his big year, like even in 2019 or 2021, which isn't his big year, but even in 2021, he was like 20 points a game, which is which is fine. It was I think ninth overall or as as points per game, and he was probably around the same area for for total so it's fine yeah again i don't think we're like super far apart i just don't know if you were being totally fair to him because he did have a a great 2019 season started 2020 out great got hurt missed the rest of the year came back in 2021 was very good for fantasy purposes and he wasn't very good last year but he was hurt last year too so you know i think i think the numbers are going to be there at the end of the season that all said like i don't really want him on my team you know, I, I really want one of those top seven guys in my rankings. I don't think Dak does have that, you know, elite, you know, if he does 2019 numbers, right, he will get into that elite fantasy quarterback tier. But I just, I agree with you. That's kind of a long shot to, it's not something that you can bank on. So I think it'll be a QB one. I think 15 is a little bit low, but again, I don't think we need to waste. He, he too also much doesn't time. rush anymore. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why he really doesn't have the, that, that kind of upside. Um, you know, a guy that I'm surprised that you're have all the way down at 16 is Russell Wilson. I kind of thought that we would both like him for a bounce back this year. And 
I thought I saw, and maybe I'm mistaken. I thought I saw you drafted on Scott Fishbowl, but maybe I'm just thinking of Kyler Murray. Yeah, I drafted Kyler and Scott Fishbowl as my QB three, just Me in too. case anything happens to my one and two. So I, I feel pretty good about that strategy as far as a, a super flex league goes, just because you can get Kyler so late and he can become a QB one option for you later in the season, especially if you don't have one of those top five picks and you get one of the elite quarterbacks or top six, seven, if we're talking about like the elite players and whatever. Um, you know, I've always liked Russ. It looked, it looked really bad. I felt like I was pushing him to get him to 16. If I'm, if I'm being honest, he just looked so awful <laughs> um, last year. It's, it's really hard for me to get those images out of my head. So even at 16, it's kind of, kind of me banking on him. I mean, he's not that old. The rushing was never a huge part, but it was part. Um, but his, his, his throwing was just awful last year. And this was kind of the note that I put in here for my, for us here was like, Russ, you have at 12 Rogers at 21, but like, despite their ages, you tell me one looked cooked last year. It's Russ. Like Russ looked cooked more so than Rogers in my opinion. Oh, he was terrible last year. There's, there's no, there's no arguing that he, he really looked bad. I, I just don't think he was right. I think that, I think he was injured. I think he was hiding an injury the whole season. I guess that's kind of the the basis of my whole thesis. And I like, <laughs> I like the weapons around him. You know, he's still got Jerry Judy oh, yeah. and Cortland Sutton and Javante, uh, Javante like uh, Williams will be back. So you know, yeah, you've ne- yeah, you've never been a big Sutton guy, have you? So uh, yeah, I think he's going to bounce back again. I don't want him on my team. You know, he's he's kind of a super super flex target for me. Uh, and I guess you've got him really right around consensus and, and ADP. So it's not like you're down on him. It's more I'm a little bit higher on him. Uh, I just don't, don't think that his he's going to fall off a cliff like this. But I could be totally wrong. He did look terrible. I'm not, not arguing with you on that. And I do have Rogers. Rogers is another one that that we are uh, a little bit further apart on. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of uh, anti-Jets bias here, but uh, I, I just like I'm not gonna uh, want to start Rodgers on any of my teams. It's just like I just don't want him on my team. Superflex again is a place <laughs> that I, I would look at him, but yeah, uh, maybe some maybe some uh, bias here against uh, the the Jets. Yeah, it sounds sounds old. like he maybe a little bias. Maybe a little. I mean, bit. I, I, mean Garrett I like Garrett Wilson. Wilson but, Lazard yeah. is. Ba- it's basically what he had last year in, in Green Bay. Like, Al Lazard, Garrett Wilson's better than anybody he had. I mean, Christian Watson probably like – I think I'd still take Garrett Wilson pretty clearly, but – I would too. You know, he, Christian Watson's good. Cobbs, they, they signed – I mean, they basically just put the band back together. They gave him crappy Michael Hardman. Uh, they still got Mims there. I don't know if he's making the team. I don't know if Corey Davis is making the team. I, you know. There's, there's a ton of guys that they brought in as just like, see if anybody sticks with Rodham. I feel like you're breaking up there on me, be done. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm here. It's the upside. And I, f- I feel like all the guys I've got ranked ahead of him, there's a little bit more upside there. Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins is, is like a fine comp, which is good, right? Like, Kirk Cousins is a fine, like, Back end QB one that in these shallower leagues, like you're not really excited to, to I guess I go back to like a, a 10, 12 team league where you've got these shallow rosters. Kirk Cousins is not, he's not cutting it unless you've got an incredible rest of 
your roster. Like you need that upside at quarterback to score you 25, 30 points a week. Cousins will do that a few times a year, but he's more of a floor play to me. And I, that's what I feel like Rodgers is too, because we're not getting any rushing production from these guys. At least the guys that I do have ranked ahead of Rodgers, like there's a little bit of unknown. Uh, you know, I'm sure that you hate Mac Jones and you hate where, where I've got him ranked, but oh, yeah. he's young. I, I think I think that there's that unknown of this growth potential where you know he can sneak up and put a you know top ten fantasy quarterback season together. Same with a Brock Purdy type guy. Uh, so that that's my argument there. I'm certainly not dying on this hill. I wouldn't be shocked if Aaron Rodgers is like the number six or seven fantasy quarterback this year. But I think it's a fool's fool's errand uh, banking on anything like that. I mean, I think if Again, I, I pretty much said I have would say on Rodgers. I think he's he still looked fine right. last year. Um, I mean, he put up in a in like his worst season ever. He put up thirty seven hundred twenty six. I, I just feel like uh, he's going to be a little, little uh, angry coming into this. A little ready to like show the Packers that he was still the guy. They screwed up drafting Jordan Love, and then basically ran himself out of town at that point. You know, I do like a good narrative, so you can probably sell me on something like that. Uh, last <laughs> last point here. Last point here, Bita. I do want to talk about Tua because I love Tua. I love everything about Tua and the Dolphins offense, but I am terrified about the concussion stuff. I just I, I, I can't I can't bring myself to draft him as my quarterback, knowing that like one big hit to the head behind a terrible offensive line is it could put him out for the season. So what, what are your thoughts there? Why do you have him ranked? up at number is it 10 that you've got him i've got him at i got him at 14 you got him at nine yeah i mean even with partial games so even even not just removing the partial games even including those in his pace he was on pace for 47 and 4700 yards 33 touchdowns last year there's definitely a health risk here i i don't doubt that but just looking at like the guys that i have ranked after him daniel, daniel jones there's health risk there deshaun watson there's like, will he ever be his his self again risk there? Kirk Cousins started to show some signs last year that he may be slipping at 12. Like, Gino, like, he came out of nowhere, so he could definitely fall back to just complete obscurity. Rodgers is old. Dak, you know how much I hate him. We've already talked about him. Russ has questions. Golf has, like, everybody beyond him has questions. So at least I'm taking the guy who looked really good when he did play and has – game breaking weapons so that you know he just gets the ball out and they do the rest uh i mean i hope you're right i really do like him i was all in on him last year it kind of crushed me the uh, what happened with his brain but um yeah the concerns are there so do do with it what you will in in your leagues if you feel like you you can manage that risk and get by if he does get hurt uh then take the gamble on to it because it might be a discount like beat on is saying uh quick hitters here i do it sounds like you're not a believer in gino even though we only have him two spots apart i i tend to be a little bit more of a, a believer i really liked what i saw last year you know that i love dk metcalf pete carroll obviously believes in him he he was had no hesitation to get rid of russ and move to gino so i'm a little bit more of a believer in him i think both you and i uh, might have I, I saw you drafted stafford and uh, scott fishbowl i like stafford for a bounce back with cooper cup fully healthy 
Uh, you and I both drafted Kyler Murray and Scott Fishbowl in the eighth round. I think that he's a good gamble for where he's going. He may miss the first few games of the season, uh, but he's basically free. And you know you've got quarterback one upside there. Um, I don't know, beat on anybody else that you want to hit on. Do you have any like late round targets before we wrap it up here? I know you got to run. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was on pace for 3,925 if he had played 17 games. So that's, you know, his, his season was pretty awful in, in general. And he was still going to put up almost 4,000 yards. So as the late quarterbacks go, you could do worse than the right matchups in Ryan Tannehill. Um, Mac Jones, I know you said you mentioned you liked him. That's one of our biggest differences. We're seven spots again, different on him. He's been 31st and 35th in points per game. Now, there's definitely some noise in, in points per game because there's a couple of guys who played like three games that get counted in that, that, you know, they had they played more games, they, they wouldn't remain in that. But regardless, like, I don't like Mac Jones as a, like, high-end quarterback or even, like, person. <laughs> I mean, he, whatever. I mean, it's fine. I don't even know that he's the starter. Like this is, this is the area of the draft where we started getting the guys. Like, I'm not even sure they're the starter. Like Mac Anthony Richardson starts that for me. We go Mac Jones, Brock Purdy, CJ Stroud, Jimmy Garoppolo, like Baker Mayfield, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Trey Lance. Like that's my, that's the end of my quarterbacks. Any one of those guys could lose their job, and I'm not going to be surprised. Or, or I shouldn't say lose their job, but like in the case of CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, like they may not start with the job. Um, that's that's my concern in this this back end. And I know you have Jones and Purdy. I like Purdy. I like Purdy more than I like Jones. And I, I, if I knew the Niners were going to commit to him 100% all season, as soon as he's healthy. Like he would be higher in my ranks, but they sp- still spend a lot of draft capital on Trey Lance. Like they still have options at quarterback, and I just never trust anything from Shanahan. He's he's done this so many times to us at running back that it's now moving over to the quarterback position, and I no longer trust anybody under him. And and like it could be Sam Darnold. Like Sam Darnold could be the one that eventually is the guy there i i still like think he's he might be the most talented of the group from just a throwing perspective i think party is like the best overall combination right now for the offense but i don't think his his ceiling is crazy and trey lance is obviously just just ceiling like full ceiling yeah i i think it's party's job to lose uh but fair concerns on this you know kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome with uh anybody in the shanahan offense and then you've got purdy you know he had that the elbow injury we don't even know that he's going to be ready for the start of the season so i think that that's that's why i don't have him a little bit higher even though i do think that it's his job to lose but uh be done i know you got to run so good stuff here uh we'll be back probably next week with the running back show and um We'll see how short we can keep that one. But until next time, be done. <laughs> Everybody go out, follow Beatdown on Twitter at RazBeatdown. I'm at DonkeyTeeth87. We are posting these on YouTube. So go follow the Razball Fantasy YouTube. And there's tons of content that Bobby's been putting out there. We've got the Raz Bowl coming up. If you haven't signed up for that, there might be still some spots available. I'm not, I'm not really sure if you can still get into that, but there should be a qualifier too. You can try to qualify for next year's Raz Bowl. 
And uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, the Rasball Fantasy Football Podcast on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever. I think that wraps it up, B-Don, man. Good to get back talking to with, with you, and we'll do it again next week. All right, man. Keep an eye out on our Twitters. If there's any last-second Rasball openings, they will be coming out via Twitter probably from Don Keith or myself. I usually do a charity one if you just donate anything to charity. And then, then DT usually comes up with some kind of uh, – more fun, uh, you know, giveaway. So keep an eye out. If you want to get in the Raz Bowl, you don't have a spot yet. Just keep that in mind. Good stuff, Peter. Take it easy, man. All right. See you, man.